Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we are live, and I got to be honest with you, I didn't think we would be live. We said during the People's Pre-Fight Show for the PFL World Championship event that the only way that you would see us after this card is if the unthinkable happened. And it did, Mike. It It did. did happen. 2022 is the year of the unthinkable. Another stunning loss for a massive favorite. Parlay killer Larissa Pacheco gets it done. Unanimous decision, 48-47s across the board. She is the PFL women's lightweight champion. She is a million dollars richer, and she handed Kayla Harrison her first ever professional loss. She exacted some revenge, Jed Mishu, over the woman that beat her twice in 2019, and now Larissa Pacheco is in a great city to party all night long. Good old New York. She gets it done. I am Mike Heck. Mr. No Gray Area, Jed Mishu joins me. And Jed, we are here. Did you think we'd be here? And now that we are here, how are you feeling, buddy? I did not think, obviously beforehand, I didn't think we'd be here. As that fight started to unfold, I started thinking we had a really good chance. So I did the live blog. I officially, to get this out of the way up front, I officially scored the fight a f- draw, 47-47. I gave Kayla Harrison a 10-8 in the first round. Um, I'm sure some people in the comments will not like that, but uh, I'd have to rewatch it, but I feel I feel okay with that score. I have no issues if you don't give her that. I, there is, I do not believe you can score that fight for Kayla Harrison like justly. It To me, it is either a draw or it's a Pacheco win. Uh I, I gave it a draw, but I got no issues with what happened. Uh, pride rules. Pacheco won the fight. Like that's that's just how it goes. Um, and I, it it started looking like that was really an option uh, after the third round. I I did not have any. I, I still had a lot of faith in Kayla after round two, even though Pacheco won the second round. I, I think pretty convincingly. But in that third round, 
you can see Harrison starting to get gas. Like you can see the wind kind of coming out of her sails and she recovered well in between rounds and looked, you know, had pep in her step at, at the kick of every rounds, but her shots started to be more desperate. Like, like I need to get this instead of just letting it come around and Pacheco just, just hung around, man. She, she good defense on the ground. And I sometimes think that it's like, it, it, it's simplistic to say this, but in this instance, I actually think it's true. Like straight up, I think Pacheco just wanted it more because that fifth round, like they are, they are both tired. Like you, it is you cannot watch that fight and be like, well, one of them has a better gas tank. They are both just spent, and it just comes down to who wants it more. What's there? And you know, maybe it is that Harrison has made millions of dollars and has won this thing twice, and Pacheco has lost to this woman twice, and this is life changing money for her. But that fifth round was a gut check round of who wants it more. It was far less about the skill and the and the talent involved, and just because at that point they are both clearly so tired, they're diminished versions of themselves. And it is just put it, put your heart on your sleeve. And who wants this? And Pacheco wanted it because when Harrison was getting to her spots, Pacheco was doing her best to fight her off and just throwing, just constantly working. And Harrison was forced to to survive portions of it. Like Pacheco clearly won that fifth round. And it, and honestly, like I said, maybe it's simplistic. Maybe I'm an asshole, but to me that was, it was just a straight up. She wanted that more. And when it counted, she put it out there and she took it good for her. The scrambles in the fight were crazy. Awesome. Like it was a real, it was a really fun fight. Like it was a yeah. really fun fight. Both women the most fun fight out. Kayla Harrison's ever had by a mile. hundred percent. And I guess here's the real question because Larissa Pacheco, this is a life-changing moment for her, like you said. She has tons of momentum right now heading into the next season, and Kayla is probably not even going to compete in the next season, at least as of right now, but maybe this loss will change things. But there's when you're someone like Kayla Harrison and you've been put in these spots and you lose, there's two directions fighters typically go. There's no middle ground here. You either just continue the fall from grace and just, strap in and and not really enjoy the ride you're just there or you use this as motivation and hunger and you get right back and become better than ever so i don't know man some of the things kayla was saying heading into the fight i'm not i'm not saying she was like overlooking pacheco at all maybe there was a part of her that was because she beat her twice already and i know a lot of us were like we've seen this dance before we know what's going to happen I just don't know how Kayla, like what Kayla's going to do next with two fights left because pretty much all of the mystique about her, it's like gone right now. It's like when you're dating a woman and you bring her around your friends and they notice something that you don't and then they bring it to your attention, it's like that glass shatters and you're like, oh, I didn't notice that. But now that I've noticed it and you've told me about it, I can't forget about it. So how do you think she bounces back from this with, with everything she's got going on? Only two fights left in her deal. How does she bounce back from this? That's a great question. And I, I, I don't know. Like we're going to have to find out. She is Kayla Harrison is so much more interesting now than she has been in forever because of this. Like, cause the, she is fighting Pacheco next. Like if she does not retire and I don't think she will, there is no other fight that they make. Like, I don't care that Aspen Ladd won and you do Ladd versus like, that is the stupidest idea possible, which mean, I guess means maybe it's in play for them, but she is fighting Pacheco next. And 
I I saw on Twitter people firing out, well, you do Pacheco Harrison Ford to headline the next pay-per-view. I think that's an awful idea. Um because I'm still I don't I can I just really don't think that sells pay-per-view numbers. That's not really what you need to be looking at. I think you do Harrison Pacheco for on ESPN. Not ESPN Plus, ESPN. You talk to ESPN, you get them say, "Hey, like you got you here is a real card to put on real ESPN. Find a weekend. This is what will top it. And let's let's get ourselves out there in a really, really substantive way to to increase our brand and, and stuff. And I think that's exactly what I would do if I was them. And I think it's the fight you have to. Because there's is you just can't do anything else. That gets really interesting though, because like straight up Pacheco Pacheco won this fight. Pacheco is younger. Uh I think it is fair to say uh, that she has improved more in the duration between their last fight to now than Harrison did uh, in that same period of time. Now, that doesn't mean that the same will move forward. And again, part of the thing, I I genuinely uh, enjoy the PFL in concept, at least, because it is a very different way to approach fighting. And that, I think, will get missed here uh, in this it is so very, very different to fight four times in six months. We talked about it on the pre-show. We talked about BTL. It is so different and so difficult. And we truly have no idea what was going on with Harrison or Pacheco coming into this. Like, I have no idea what their physical shapes were, etc. It is entirely possible that they run this back uh, not after having fought three times, you know, in the prior and that Harrison looks a lot better, or Pacheco looks a lot better, frankly. Like anything's in play. So, I, you honestly, it's hard to draw too many thoughts about like too many sureties and be like, well, this is definitely what happens in the next one because that fight was very competitive. Uh, maybe Harrison comes back and, you know, maybe she was injured or she was uh, clearly dealing with something she alluded to with Ariel, but we don't know. Or maybe she, it's hard for me not to believe that she overlooked Pacheco to some extent, just because she won very dominantly twice. And it is, it, it, that's human nature to have that. So it is a fascinating third matchup or fourth matchup, but it's, it's super risky now. Cause if Harrison loses that, like, I mean, I guess you can do five at some point, but then that's that. That puts us in a real weird way. So, like, it's fascinating. I'm genuinely, like, kind of interested in what PFL's got cooking now with this and with Brendan Lana. And, like, there's some some stuff's happening over there in the PFL, baby. Let's go. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question. I know Joseph Boza kind of brought it up a little bit. Um, is this a good thing for the PFL? Like, is this – because Kale is the no. face of your organization. For sure, no. Like, th- this, is, this is a loss for them, right? For sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's – for for the sake of like if this isn't a real sport and we talk about it all the time like this is an entertainment industry and frankly the only way that stars are built in this sport is long runs of wins and sprinkled in you can have the comebacks etc but mostly it is always better for the stars to win and god love Luis Pacheco tremendous story you should feel great for her for this win everything she said after like very easy to appreciate her as a fighter and what she has accomplished here. She is never going to be a star. That's just it. She might be, she might, you know, have the potential to be some level of a star in Brazil. She's never going to be a broader based star. She doesn't speak English, which is it's shitty, but like that is legitimately a huge limiting factor to start up in this sport. And there's no way, there are no two ways around it. 
Uh, and she's just not it's I I think Kayla Harrison was uniquely positioned to be the only lightweight woman star that this sport could ever offer because she had two gold medals and that's enough to bring in a different crowd or or give you instant credibility that Pacheco is just never going to get. So it's clearly worse for them to have this happen. Um, I don't think again, it's not death now. And if if Harrison can come back and win the fourth fight and, you know, reclaim the title of queen of MMA or top dog or whatever, then it's a net good because they will have gotten a fourth event out of this. That will probably, that will be a marquee headlining event and none the worse for where I think Harrison can suffer a loss, certainly in the PFL context. Now her broader legacy and what that means, a loss is much, much more damaging to that. But from a P- promotional standpoint, if Harrison rebounds with the win over Pacheco again, I, I think that will then be a net good for PFL. But at this moment, it's for sure a negative. When AJ McKee lost to Patricio Pitbull, it was like, oh my gosh, this dude's value has dropped tremendously. The UFC is not going to touch him. He's going to be a Bellator fighter for life. So if you're Dana White, if you're Scott Coker right now, what are you thinking? Like, what are you thinking right now? Do you feel like her stock is still where it is? Or are you thinking, you know what? If she comes back and wins these next two fights and does it in devastating fashion, she could still be a star for us, but maybe maybe we're getting her a little bit of a, of a discount than we thought we might at the beginning of this year. Like, what are they thinking? I mean, you can't for, put yourself sure. in, in their shoes, but what what do you think they're thinking right now? Do you think Dane is going to come out at the next press conference and be like, see, try to tell you, you know, she wasn't one of the best in the world. We only have the best in the world here. Like, how do you think he handles the questions he's got to get him he's for sure going to get him and yeah he's going to do exactly that so you know well she and you're not the best in the world if you're not fighting here so that's you know uh we, we gave her an offer and she decided to go fight cans and then she couldn't even beat the cans pacheco lost to whoever the hell she lost to in the ufc she lost to somebody that's like not very good i'm trying to remember it was, it was years ago but um he, he's going to do the same thing and coker will never disparage her publicly probably but uh, man, can't wait to see the cyborg tweets. I don't know if those have come out yet, but heads up because that one is coming uh, hard and fast, baby, right down the middle. She's going to fire off as soon as she sees this. Um, but yeah, Bellator and the UFC are both privately certainly thinking. Still interested, certainly still interested in the business aspect of it, but this is a discount for them. Like there is... And maybe it's not because ultimately I don't think Harrison is going to think that she's discounted. I, I think that woman believes in what her value is intrinsically and she is going to go after and get it because sure. She got no, she also got two gold medals and ain't nobody else in combat sports can say that. So, you know, that, that that's, that's the truth. And she's going to take what, and the PFL won't pay her less. Like they still love her. She is still the focal point in the centerpiece. So, I'm not sure it ultimately affects her bargaining power. It may just affect the likelihood that she goes somewhere else when her two fights are up with the PFL. We have Cyborg tweets. By the way, she blocked me, and I have no idea why. Oh, I got blocked by Cyborg a while ago. Why the hell is she? I have no idea why she blocked me. But luckily, I I just think it's funny because I have never once tweeted at her. Uh, so she blocked me because she was searching her name and saw me mocking her about the, I assume it had to be me taking shots at her over her her handling of the Harrison situation and her 
handling of pay-per-view demands of 80-20. Like she's some massive pay-per-view drop. So 26 minutes ago, as we speak, Cyborg tweets out, tonight will he make Judo Kayla a better fighter? One thing I learned after going 14 years undefeated is that sometimes you need to lose mm, to become your humble. best. Kayla will be back and she will grow from this experience. Congrats, Larissa Pacheco. You are a real world champion. Mm. Four minutes later. Backhanded she, tweet. Got it. Four 14 later, years undefeated, by the way. Four minutes later, she quote tweets an August 10th tweet from Don Davis. Don Davis tweet, fans want the fight. Fighters want the fight. I have watched and listened. PFL MMA will provide all money and handle all matters. Kayla versus Cyborg, million dollars each fighter, plus a $2 million winner bonus, pay-per-view super fight, no more talk, decide the best inside the cage. She quote tweets saying, I think Don Davis owes Larissa Pacheco a backroom bonus. She just saved the PFL $3 million. So humbleness went out the door within four minutes. Dude, that, that wasn't that one humble at all. That And look, like straight <laughs> up, I, I, I want to be clear. I am not here to bag on Cyborg. Do your petty dance, girl. Like that for real. I am absolutely in support of you taking that shot right now. I, it may not be earned, but I am never going to knock somebody for being petty as hell because it's always fun. But like the structure of that tweet is very clearly fake humble. When I went 14 years undefeated, I learned that is a very clear, you know, compliment with the sting in the tail on. She is is making a statement while also preserving a uh, an aura. And then that aura goes out the window. And again, do you dance, girl? I will say the other side of that, though, to, you know, to play devil's advocate, uh, you could have been the one. You could have been the one. You talk all about your legacy, all about this. You could have made that $3 million. You could have been the one to make that. You could have been the one to take the O. It would have been huge, monumental news. This is big news. We are doing a post show for Larissa Pacheco for pulling off the thing and doing the damn thing and doing great. That is not going to do the traction. There's not going to be the interest. This is not going to matter as much as if Cyborg had been the one to do it in four months. And we don't know if she could have. Straight up. I she has a better chance than I thought prior, given how that fight broke down. But Cyborg ain't Pacheco. Like they are not the same fighter. And who can say that she would have won it? So she can go on this victory lap for a fight she didn't win, but she could have just won this fight and she would be much better for it if she was here and doing this instead of the boxing thing. Very, very interesting. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about, let me just pull it up. Let's talk about the rest of this card because Brennan Lochnein wins the title. Great fight with Bubba Jenkins. Great what fight. a story he has become. Look, Elijah, was a great fight too. Honestly, oh yeah, they finished really strong. They did. Anthony Delijah did what we all thought he was going to do. Aspen Ladd wins a split against Julia Budd. Could have gone either way. A lot of people thought Budd won that fight. Olivia Aubin Mercier, what a moment for him. Big knockout, gets it done. Uh, Sadabusai, not a great fight, but he won. And Rob Wilkinson just beat the hell out of Amari Akhmedov. And the doctor kind of saved Akhmedov from being too tough for his own good. Then we saw Marl Marias get knocked out. We saw Jeremy Stevens get submitted. We saw Muhammad Ali's grandson get a vicious knockout in 45 seconds to kick off this entire card. What'd you think, Jed? Top to bottom, did you enjoy yourself tonight? That is tough. Um, I will say we talked on the pre-show uh, saying that is this worth fifty bucks? And my contention was, in the dark, I think it probably is. Uh, but that is really heavily dependent on what happens. Uh, even taking out the main event upset and how like monumental that is, if Kayla had just won that fight, I will still say that this was worth fifty bucks. This went, frankly about as well as they as the pfl could have hoped for um given what they were doing and how it was structured and they again they didn't set this up in the best way possible but a lot of the fights delivered you know it, it was six championship fights we got four finishes which is if we had talked over under on finishes i probably would not have thought four i would have thought three was then coming for us so uh oam getting just a tremendous knockout great point like great for them there were some down spots. I think that that's probably unavoidable when you have a seven fight main card and, and stuff like this. Sadabusai fight was just horrifically bad, but you can't judge the card on its low points. And it hit some good highs and it, it finished very strong. Like this was the best PFL card they've had this year by a lot and a, a pretty solid effort overall. It, it really waned in the middle. It was really tough in, in some of that middle section. But we worked through it, and I think if you paid 50 bucks, you got value for money. I thought the pacing was much better on the main card after, like, the second fight. At first, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a tough, 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 tough night. Yeah. But it did get better once we got past the OAM The undercard knockout. pacing was horrific. Oh, so <laughs> but, awful. Really bad. Yeah. Like, just start the frigging card at 6. Yeah, but yeah, that the was fights. the problem with starting at 5 or 5.30 or whatever when you have three undercard fights. Like, you're, if you get finishes, we're just going to hang forever. Yeah, that was that was tough. I was like, oh, if this main card is like this, this is going to be really bad. 
the the Sadabu sci-fi was the one that probably got the most reaction and most of the fighters agreed awful. with a lot of the media members like and you even tweeted out this might be your only chance to ever fight for a million dollars you certainly don't see know like might about it. it neither of those dudes are ever fighting for a million good for sci for you know winning but if if the judges had come back and given that to taylor sci could not have been mad like it was not like a dominant clear win and there was a real world where he could have lost that strictly because he just backed up a bunch and sometimes judges are stupid and they think that the guy coming forward is winning and it's just like yeah man i don't know i i've never fought for a million dollars so maybe i'm very like i wouldn't be this way i like to think that if i was fighting for a million dollars i would act like i wanted it as far as the title winners go and as far as the ma fighting global rankings go the only rankings that matter there are other rankings is there is there going to be some movement here for you based on yeah. what happened tonight? Oh, for sure. Well, there are three big changes coming. Uh, the first one is Harrison is dropping precipitously in the pound for pound rankings. Um, and Pacheco, who already had ranked, is going to take a little bump up for sure in my women's pound for pound. Because um, like I said before, I like Pacheco. I think she's improved a lot and is a very good fighter. Like this would have been a quality win if Harrison could have pulled it off that she would have gotten zero credit for because... She already has two wins and nobody respects her as Pacheco. Uh, but that that one's gonna happen. I it would be really hard not to uh, not to rank Brandon Lonnie after that. Like that was just a great performance. And Bubba Jenkins is maybe not a top, you know, 40 feather no, not not a top 20 featherweight, but he's a top 30 featherweight. Like he's a very consummate quality fighter. And Brandon just tuned him up. Like Lonnie's good, man. He's gonna make I don't think I have him in my top 15 right now. He is for sure cracking the top 15 from that. And I'm probably going to throw OAM a bone and give him one. Uh, I think that one's the one that he probably won't actually make the rankings broadly. I suspect Brendan uh, certainly will make the actual featherweight rankings. Uh, I think OAM will end up being a far for us because I will throw him a shot. Um, but how do you not? This is the best performance of his career. Like Stevie Ray, again, not a world beater, but we talked about it beforehand. If you told me that Stevie Ray fought Michael Chandler tomorrow and beat Michael Chandler, it would not shock me. I would pick Michael Chandler to win, but like lightweight is in Shark Tank, man. And anybody in there is a quality fighter when they're in the top 30 or 40. And those two dudes were, are undeniably top 35, 40 ish lightweights in the world. It's a great win. He's been on a good run. His losses in the UFC are like Gilbert Burns and Armand Sarukian, like. We're gonna knock that man for losing the dudes that would everyone loses to those men. So, no, he's <laughs> he's gonna crack my top fifteen. I I don't think everyone will get him there, but uh, he certainly will make my fifteen. We'll be done in a in a couple minutes here. Uh, someone asked if there's gonna be press conferences for the fighters that won tonight. Uh, yes, there will be. Uh, I don't. We're not gonna stream or anything. I think we'll probably put a couple of videos up, especially you know if we hear from Kayla, we'll certainly put that up. Pacheco will probably sure. go up. Probably hear from a few of the fighters for sure. Brendan. Uh, yeah, Brennan. We do have a poll up. Did you enjoy the PFL's first pay-per-view event? Sixty-one percent yes, thirty-nine percent no. So yeah. probably better than than we expected. But I do have to bring up one more thing before we wrap up. Um, and I think you know where we're going with this. We're gonna do it. We had we actually had like an internal conversation in our Slack channel during the Shaman and Marias, Marl Marais fight. And Marias was winning the first two rounds. And we're both saying, like, I, I think I 
put in our Slack channel, thank God Marlon's not fighting Shane Burgos because this would have been a really bad night for him. And then we were kind of joking around. Yeah, but there's still a, a very good chance like he could get knocked out in the third round. Just kind of playing around. And then all of a sudden, New York Rick chimes in. He goes, oh, my God. And he was obviously there, so he's a little bit ahead of us. And then we see it happen, and we're like, I can't believe this just friggin' happened. I cannot believe this just happened. Marl Marais. Oh, I could. So <laughs> I, mean, I, I called it like three minutes beforehand. I was like, it's so crazy. It's entirely possible that Marlon Marais gets knocked out. And I was like, actually, it might even be probable that he just gets knocked out in this third round. And then a minute later, it happened. I mean, we have to. I, I hate being that guy, but we have to. Someone has to talk to this man. Like, he's just, if he goes through this season again and he has to fight Burgos and then he has to fight Brennan Lochnane or like a lot of these guys at 145, we're just going to see the same thing, man. Like, I just, I like Marlon a lot. I've interviewed him a few times. Can't really interview him anymore, but I like the man. I like him. He's a great guy. He's a dad. He's a, he's a husband. He's a good family man. And you just want to see him do well, especially, you know, you watch the MA hour interview and you're like, all right, he seems like he's in a good, he's in good spirits, much better than he was last couple of UFC fights when he had cut all the way down. And then just to see him get knocked out again like this, it just hurt my heart. It, it, it just hurt my heart, Jed. Yeah. I, if you were to ask, if, if I were the man who got to dictate these things to him, I would say he should retire because he retired and that was the right instinct and coming back. It's not, I won't ever begrudge a man for making money in a way that only jeopardizes his own life and no, it doesn't hurt anybody else. I, if now that being said, if I was his teammate, his coach, I, I think that you can certainly talk to that man and say, Hey, if you want to keep doing this, I understand you have to make money for your family. I, how, how am I going to tell you how to put food on the table? I will not be a part of this because I, I wouldn't want to be a part of that if I was if if I have love in my heart for that man and work with him, I wouldn't want to be a part of it. Same way that um Bigfoot just continues to fight people and I whoever is working with him should not because you're not doing him any favors. Um I know or if 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 Marlon wants to keep doing it, okay. Um I will probably end up watching. I won't watch with happiness, but like He's going to keep being on PFL cards. I'll keep tuning in. So I guess I'll continue to see this fall, but it's the worst part of the sport is that it's undeniably the worst part of the sport. Fighters can't, they can't walk away for be it financial reasons or ego or whatever it is. And he thinks he has something left and maybe he does, you know, maybe he's going to turn it all around and this, this was all, you know, pearl clutching and hand wringing for no reason, but he's lost five in a row and they have all been by knockout. And that that doesn't get better. Like that 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 only goes one way. It it just is what it is. And sometimes it is the hardest thing to reckon with yourself and say, I don't have my fastball anymore, and this is too dangerous. And I was never the best fighter in the world, and that sucks ass. But for his long term health, I super hope somebody sits him down or he is just able to to recognize. Man, I was having a good fight and then it all fell apart. And it's, and you know, because maybe, may, and maybe this is the one, right? Because Shaman Rice is not any of the other ones. Like you catch an L to Marab Valashvili, that's one of the best fighters in the world. Corey Sanhagen is one of the best fighters in the world. Henry Cejudo is one of the best fighters in the world. 
Like, okay, maybe I just need to lower my expectations, fight some some lighter comp for a million dollars. And maybe this one was like, I beat the I beat this dude handily seven years ago. And now he's just glassing me like this. Maybe I should step out. And and I hope that's the case because I I want that for him. I would like him to have a long and happy life. Yeah, a lot of people are saying take a year off. You can't. Like if you're going to be in the season, you got to be ready to come back in like April because that's when the season restarts, like right around springtime. So you got to think about what you're doing here. And man, five knockout losses in a row, six out of seven fights he's been finished. The only only one he wasn't finished, it was the Jose Aldo fight, which he got technically a win. But yeah, man, it's just, it's just, it's incredible to see where he such was. A, such a crazy fall off. Yeah. Out the wins nowhere. he racked up to get to the title fight were incredible. Like he deaded the current champion. Killed like him. knocked him. Yeah. Knocked him stiff. And now, man, the shaman one, that's a tough one. That's definitely, it, definitely it, a tough one. It's, and that's it, man. When you look at these kind of runs, Shaman is the one because they all look, they are all structured like this guy ascending guys. Great. Takes an L takes another L takes another L. But because he was so high, Chuck Liddell, he's fighting top tier competition. BJ Penny's fighting top tier competition. You can sell that. You can tell yourself, okay, I got knocked out by one of the best guys in the world. And I was competitive at parts of it. But as you keep falling down, then you're losing to the Dennis Seaver of the world or whatever. Like you were dropping off. And Shaman is a very clear, here were my losses, here is my loss. And if he can sell himself to come back, then that is, then we're in for a really bad ride, frankly. Like if this is not the one that drives the point home, it might be a tough next year or two for that man and for us. Joseph Bose has asked if Jeremy Stevens is in the same situation, and he probably should be, but he ain't stopping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jeremy Stevens is definitely in the same ish situation. Only there is a 0% chance that man is retiring. So uh, it may be unfortunate, but I I am certain that he is not going to have the come to Jesus moment. Last question. Even though it didn't seem like it at the time was the biggest winner of the night. Aspen lad. And I asked this question because she's not fighting Kayla now. At least not next. She's not fighting Larissa Pacheco. At least not next, because they're probably going to run that one back. She's going to enter the season probably as the favorite here. Like the, her toughest test, it, it depends on who they bring on to to fill this division up and what they're going to do if it's going to be forty five or fifty five. But Aspen's got a road right now to to the Millie, much better than I thought she did when she when she got the splitty over Julia Butt a few hours back. Is there, can you make a compelling case that even though the performance wasn't great, she might have won bigger than anybody tonight? You can make a case. I don't think it's compelling uh, because she didn't win a million dollars and six other people did, which is just a start line point there. Um, and I, I mean, think, for like for, for future, for future. Yeah. Well, and well, that's what I, was about to, I was about to get to, to the other point of that, though. I think Pacheco is, is, still ahead of her because I don't know what's in store for her. Either she is going to tetralogy Kayla for a big bag of money, or she is going to tell the PFL. I mean, I don't really care. If you don't pay me this big bag of money to fight her this one time, I still just want to go to this tournament. 
because I will win a million dollars again, <laughs> and I would like to go win a million dollars again. That's a very, it's a very good business model for me because now Kayla's not even in this damn thing next year. <laughs> so I'm feeling great about my chances to win a million dollars. So she's going to get paid coming or going. Either which way, she's going to get a big bag of money, and either it's going to be to fight Kayla or it's going to be to fight Aspen Ladd or whatever. And I feel Pacheco, I feel pretty good about Pacheco's chance against Aspen Ladd, uh, given what we just <laughs> witnessed right now. So I think she's clearly the biggest winner. But I do get what you're saying. Lad now doesn't have to lose to Kayla, which is a win. And if the PFL does just all say, hey, Pacheco, we're going to pull you out of this tournament. Here's a million dollars to fight Kayla. This We're going to do this fight. Uh, then, yeah, Aspen Lad has the inside track to winning their featherweight tournament in 2023 is the next year. Yeah, so it, it certainly was a good night for her. Performance was whatever, um, but, you know. She got the dub, and that is all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, someone that says, uh, I look pretty baked this evening. Trust me, I'm not. I'm just a little tired. Turkey we, Day got me a little bit. It was a long day. and uh, A lot of fights. I will also was a lot say, of fights tonight, and I played golf with my son, which oh, is a lot. Yeah, that it's is a lot draining. Of That's draining. I didn't say this in any of our pre-stuff. I didn't think about this at all until yesterday. I will, my mom always raised me that when somebody does something right, uh, you should tell them about it. And I also just tell people when they're stupid and do things wrong. I've done a lot of that this past week for PFL. <laughs> I will say to them, outside of this being a good event that I think succeeded in many remarks, shouts to this being on Fridays. We had the debate on whether this should be on Friday or Saturday. And, it, and I think there's a lot of problems with that in general. But I didn't realize until yesterday that by doing it on Friday – meant weigh-ins were Thursday. So all those people could weigh in, and then the Americans could still eat Thanksgiving dinner and then fight the next day. And that's actually probably, like, really nice for them instead of being like, hey, I can't, I have to sit here on Thanksgiving and cut weight because that would... I can't imagine something sucking as hard as cut... Like, doing the hardest part of my weight cut during Thanksgiving. That seems miserable. So we'll see where this all goes. We'll see what happens with Kayla Harrison when she wants to come back. Maybe she'll take some time off. Who knows? She's got two fights left. Apparently there's some sort of deadline on it, but but who knows? But you have to think they're just going to go right back to this Pacheco fight. You think you have to at this point because that's what Kayla's going to want. I don't but... know. What's Pacheco's? What's her contract looking like? I don't I know. I mean, what you got to pay. You got to pay her. If they offer her like 500 and 500 to fight Kayla, I think she's got to take that. She should. You better she get super should. And I Larissa she's getting that anywhere else. Yeah, and Larissa, sit down, sit down with the PFL brass, and just get a new deal done Dude. before you get back in that cage. And put this woman in front of cameras. Just, just do it. Like promote for once in your life. Promote somebody. Actually, this is a thing. She beat Kayla Harrison, and maybe that's not like as big in the mainstream culture as we would like it to be in our little MMA bubble, just get her in front. Whoever will put a camera in front of her, just put her in front of her and try and make something happen out of this. Like you should be damn sure doing that with Brendan. Cause that dude is great. Like that guy could be a star if you give him a push and you just, just do it with all these people, give them a push and see what happens. 
You're not in Thackerville right now. You're in friggin' New York City. Yeah. You can You're bring him Madison to every Square show, Garden, baby. You can bring him to every show. Around bring the him corner. to the Today Show. You could bring him. I mean, they should both be in studio with Ariel on Monday. One hundred percent. They should be on every show. The Breakfast Club, anything in New York. Anyone who will on. take them. Anyone who will yeah. take them. I don't know Say, if TRL hey. is still a thing. Get them on TRL. I don't even know if that thing is still a real thing. Hey, Brandon, I know you want to take this road trip, cross-country Route 66. We're going to have to hold that one up because you and Larissa and, I mean, I guess you could do Auntie, but that doesn't seem necessary. I'm trying to think who else I would get go. Rob, get Rob in there. You do you, do you Larissa, Rob, and OAM. We're gonna we're putting the four of you in front of cameras, and you guys are just gonna talk to people and say we want a million dollars doing this and drum up interest in our brand and yourselves, and we're gonna see what we can cook with this. All right. Well, we'll see what the PFL does. Hopefully, they do better than Bellator did with AJ McKee after he won the Grand Prix. And it would be hard title. to do worse. That dude should have been ever- <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, we are done. We went a lot longer than I thought we were gonna go, but I felt like we need to touch on the rest of the card. So. Yeah. That's it. We'll talk more about it this week for the sure. The queen this coming is week. dead. The queen is dead. Long live the queen. Yes. Congratulations to Larissa Pacheco, to all the million-dollar winners, to all the new champions. It was an interesting to Friday night of fights. It's you the, guys did, the it. PFL. You you a, did it. You made a pay-per-view that was not that bad, and I thought it was going to be. So really, really good work from everybody involved. Yes. Except well, for we're commercials. Done. Don't yeah. put commercials on a pay-per-view product, you assholes. Put Wiz Khalifa on the end of the prelims before kick off the main card. We didn't, didn't need that to start. Then commercials. Then a long package. But we're not going to go down that road. We can go down that road on BTL on Thursday. We can get a little more loosey-goosey with the whole thing. But we're done. Back to oh, MMAfighting.com. Great website. Post-fight coverage still to come. We'll see what, we, what happens. Stay tuned to this page for post-fight interviews new york rick is in the house so he'll be recording those bad boys and uh we'll go from there so for jed Bashu, i am mike heck thank you for watching hope you guys at least enjoyed a friday night of fights because that's pretty much it now enjoy your your football watching the rest of the weekend and we'll see you later have a good night everybody love you guys Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.